0: now each of you is here because you're the best at what you do slippery pete kramer tells me you are one hell of a rogue electrician and shlomo you're the best truck driver i don't know if i'm the best uh, you're very good let's say good okay good <laughs> and the kramer you're in charge of taping off a loading zone lock and loaded think you can handle that, Nuts? Alright, alright, come on now. That was my mail-order bride. Hey, you
1: weren't home, so I signed for it. Doesn't give you the right you make out with You weren't her. even married yet! But
0: I don't wanna be a- Secondary character. Oh! I
1: got it! I got it! Shit! Catch a fly! Ow, I'm trying!
0: Dodge the car! Catch uh, a fly! Oh, God!
1: Gee, I can't do it! Catch the fly! Uh, oh, shit!
0: You didn't catch the fly. You didn't make it across. What are you doing? Game over. Game over.
1: Well, that's the last time I'm playing that relic of a game. Uh. Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. It is our 97th ever episode of this podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about the secondary characters from the greatest sitcom of all time. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And while Stephen is uh, having a bit of computer trouble loading up his notes, (laughs) poor bugger, he's trying to load his notes for today's episode, so it looks like you're going to have to go off the cuff.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to go on the fly. See how we go?
1: Yeah, on the fly. On the fly. (laughs) On the fly, fly, yes. I'm so
0: good at puns, I just... Say them without even thinking. Yes. And we are doing today, if you haven't figured it out
1: already, season nine, episode 19. 18. 18, sorry. The Frogger. That's right. I don't even need notes I already know more about the episode <laughs> <Yeah>. than <didn't> you. <laughs> you freak. Jeez, it's all happening for you. You got the high score in Frogger, 860,000, 300 odd. You beat Costanza's high score.
0: I wouldn't want to beat Costanza. No you know Mark Taylor? You know when he stopped at 334 runs in honour of Donald Bradman? Oh, yeah. The cricketer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I would feel about the high <laughs> score. Even if I could beat it, I would stop just to uh, keep George's place.
1: Oh, my God. In honour of George.
0: <laughs> you would. I mean, George has provided us with so much joy. How could I shit on his score? The one good thing he has in life. I'm not going to take that away from him.
1: But I hate George as a person,
0: so I'd be gladly... Happy to take his score, but you secretly like George as a person. Oh yeah, of course. Let's all be honest. I will.
1: He's a psychopath, but
0: you know, yeah, he's he is. Right. He's, he is. Yeah,
1: he's crazy. But what can you do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you, <laughs> what were we saying? Sorry. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> yes, you can email us b i d w b a s c podcast at gmail we're also on all forms of social media. If you just type in B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, you can say hello on there. Mm, check, out what's, check out what's going on. Yep. Uh, we've got a website, bidwbasc.com, and uh, we're available on pretty much every podcast service. If you want to just type in uh, Seinfeld and check us out, if you want to rate us or review us, that would be amazing. Yes. And finally, we're on Patreon. So if you head to patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, you can check out all the tiers that are available to you um, for various dollars per month. You get early access and a whole bunch of other goodies And uh, exclusive content that uh, is only available to Patreon subscribers.
1: Yes, that's correct. And uh, we have, for Patreon, we have um, released our bonus episode previously, last week, our review of the film The Paper. That's right. Starring Seinfeld alumni Marissa Tomei and also featuring Jason Alexander and a couple of other Seinfeld people.
0: That's right. Yeah. And we'll be releasing bonus content for patrons every couple of weeks or so. Uh, We'll mix it up. We'll do a movie review here. Uh, A list there, bits and pieces. If you have any ideas, just get in touch.
1: That's right. Now, Stephen, uh, every week we do have a Seinfeld Trivia Fact of the Week. So I shall grab that right now. That's right. And love chat.
0: Yeah, so we've got a little desk calendar. It's called Seinfeldia. And uh, up until a few weeks ago, we were reading a fact from the day that we were recording. But because uh, it's a 2018 calendar, we're just picking one at random. That's right, yes. So what have you got for us this week?
1: In the early 1980s, when teen interviewer Judd Apatow asked what success meant to Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian had a clear and simple answer, to be considered one of the best stand-up comics.
0: Huh. Yeah. I know him more for his writing and producing yeah. than in uh, his acting than, than, um, than his stand-up. Yeah. So, I don't know, he achieved success in some way. He sure did. Just not as a stand-up, I think. Uh, Is he a stand-up comedian? Judd Apatow. Yeah. Oh, no, well,
1: apparently he was an interviewer at the time in the 80s. Now, he was a a director, I think, in a writer. Yeah, he he created... um, 40-Year-Old Virgin and all those kind of films. Yeah,
0: what's the film with... uh, What's the series with um, the awkward teenagers... Um, It launched the careers of, like, James Franco and stuff like that. Oh, Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, yeah, that really it
1: short-lived series. Yeah, it was so good. It was good, yeah.
0: Hick. I mean, even now it holds up. It's so, so good. <laughs> uh, oh. Awesome. Have you got any Seinfeldisms this week?
1: Uh, no, unfortunately. Oh, actually, no. Yes, there was one. Okay. I went to a Korean restaurant on Friday, and nice. I put this on your Facebook page, uh, Seinfeldisms. Yeah. Yes, which uh, you should join that. It's really funny. Uh, it was a picture of Please Wash Your Hands. That's right. And I was thinking, like, Poppy, I'm going to make you something very special
0: today. Very special. Very special. Sorry about our racist accents there. I'm yeah. uh, oh, Italian. that's right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Do you forgive me? I forgive you. yes. Perfect. It's we fine. can get on with it. Stefano. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Ivan, Ivan did mention uh, a Facebook group, so I kind of created it in honor of Seinfeldisms, which we've done for a long, long time now here on Bible Basque. Uh, it's basically a Facebook group for any real-life Seinfeld reference that that happens. Uh, similar to what we talk about every week so yeah yeah just type in Seinfeldisms into Facebook and uh, yeah you can join up and post and interact and have some fun with us
1: and I listened to last week's episode Stephen and I remember you said at the start of Seinfeldisms oh I'll mention it but you never did I I never (laughs) did that's that's pretty common (laughs) for me to
0: say something and then I never come back to it so
1: I'll tell you the meaning of life yeah Uh, hey it's the end of the episode where is it
0: see you next week see you next, see you next week I didn't say I'd tell it this episode no just tell it eventually <laughs> eventually yes <laughs> yeah.
1: yes. anyway um, so before we get into Seinfeld news uh, we forgot to mention today's characters we're going to talk about uh, before
0: uh, we talk about that I have a Seinfeldism
1: oh sorry yes you do what is it
0: uh, I bought a new jacket on Sunday oh, that's nice <laughs> and uh, I took it home and I tried it on and I had trouble with the zip oh no yeah. like last week that's the right
1: yeah. <laughs> oh no yeah. I thought you were going to say you bought it and it was really expensive and I was going to say what was it $300
0: $400. $400. $500. It had, it had a red dot on it. $700. Imagine if imagine I if had thousand? trouble with the zip and <laughs> it had a red dot on it. I <laughs> know, oh And it was $700. Yeah. It triple Seinfeldism. Yeah. know exactly. oh
1: if it was $1,000. Because $1, remember when George
0: says, $1,000. Oh, you paid $1,000? You never find out the price, but we theorized that it was more than $1,000. I think we said more than $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> and then it got ruined because it was swayed.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Ball <laughs> buggers. Anyway, today's characters will be Jerry's episode girlfriend, the interrupter Lizzie, uh, also Slippery Pete and Shlomo. I'm considering ring them as one secondary character. Yeah, and I've that's also fair. got yeah, and I've also got notes on Mario and Lubeck, nice. the pastry valuer. Yes, Yes. pastry appraiser. Pastry appraiser. Erwin Lubeck. Yes. What a name. (laughs) What a name.
0: Uh, Seinfeld News. Seinfeld News, what have you got? Uh, Only one this week. The last few weeks have been a bit uh, light on the Seinfeld News, and Mm. this week continues that. Yes. Uh, So, through the week, an article came out, and uh, I'll include the link in the show notes, about uh, Julia louis Dreyfus's salary uh, through her time Um, Of her recently wrapped up, or at least filming, Mm -hmm. uh, wrapped up series Veep.
1: A million dollars an episode?
0: No. Oh, no, she wasn't on Game of Thrones. (laughs) No, a lot less, actually. So for the first seven seasons, or up until the end of the seventh season, she was getting paid 250 grand an episode. So still a tidy chunk of change.
1: Still quite good, yes.
0: And then for the eighth season, she got a pay rise to 300 grand an episode. Oh. So, there's 10 episodes a season. So, for the last season, uh, which, again, just finished filming and I think will be airing a bit later in the year. Three million bucks. Three million bucks. Can not so complain? Not a bad bit of change, if you, you ask me. Yeah, not bad. I wouldn't mind three, three million bucks. Well, She's actually doing stuff. Yeah, she's, earned, <laughs> she's an incompetent president and she's earning a lot more than the real incompetent president. <laughs> yeah, I know. In right? terms of salary, at well, Isn't least.
1: Trump only earning like a dollar or something? Um, or he's well, given away his salary Probably donations to charity a lot of, or something? A lot
0: of rich presidents and I think politicians have done that yeah. just to sort of connect with the people, I guess, because a lot of them are millionaires. I think there's only been... Maybe it's no president in modern US history hasn't been a millionaire before entering office. Or at least entering presidency. Okay. You know, know, a lot of the politicians prior. Yeah. Well, all of them are except Trump. So, yeah, you kind of have to be wealthy beforehand yeah yeah so you know the salary is probably not a lot of money compared to what they already have uh, well one day that broke barista
1: on the corner coffee shop will be president yeah and he'll be the first he or she will be pioneers well the way we're going I mean I don't know if you've been
0: following the UK uh, the Ukraine uh, presidential elections I come from Ukraine yes but the main the main, the main, main uh, contender uh, it's a close tie between the the current president uh, I can't remember what his name is and a guy he's a comedian he's had no political experience yeah, yeah. he's had no professional experience he's a com- hes a tv comedian who's mostly known for actually taking the piss out of the president kind of like Alec Baldwin does with Trump on yeah. SNL yeah and he entered his nomination just as a bit of a as a bit of a joke and he's literally the front runner for the current ukraine election fantastic yeah isn't that uh, yeah that's
1: how I mean. downhill ukrainian <laughs> politics have gone right? well
0: apparently it's going to be uphill because oh, okay. apparently the current guy is not not very popular okay yeah he's quite cool. corrupt and yeah awesome typical issues of that's that part of the world in oh. terms of politics <laughs> of course so yeah <laughs> anyway anyway eastern europe
1: that's right well yes yeah, so anyway today we're talking about the frogger uh, season 9 episode 18 so what do you reckon we'll jump into the plot Uh, Sure, why not? And then I've got a bit of trivia about the episode as well. So uh, here we go. First aired in the US on April 23rd, 1998. Okay. So not far away from when we're recording 21 years ago. Yeah, that's yeah, true. There you go. Directed by Andy Ackerman, written by Greg Cavett, Andy Robin, Steve Corrin, and Dan O'Keefe. Teleplay by Craig Cavett and Andy Robin. Elaine is confronted with cake from two separate celebrations at her workplace. Tired of the forced socialising, she calls in sick the next day. Jerry and George go to their old high school hangout, Mario's Pizza Parlor, for one last slice of pizza before it closes down. Kramer obtained some caution tape used for crime scenes, and he also heard about a serial killer over at Riverside Park named The Lopper, who's on the loose. At Mario's, George discovers he still has the high score on the old Frogger video game. Elaine's co-workers give her a cake to celebrate her return from work from being sick. Get well, get, get well soon, we hope we get you get well.
0: I love how she sings it to Peter. Yeah, again. just to sort of make him feel a bit better. And she's, she sounds so desperate, she's like, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, soon, you, yeah. And, you two, yeah, well. and the look on Peterman's face is just in He's, such shock.
1: It's like I've lost twenty-nine thousand dollars because of you, Elaine, uh, <laughs> and she ends up refusing to take part in any future celebrations. Jerry dates Elaine's friend Lissy, played by Julia Campbell, and discovers that she's a sentence finisher. Finisher, and Jerry says it's like dating Mad Libs. <laughs> After admitting or lamenting, geez, that his shrine will be gone, George decides to buy the Frogger machine to preserve his fame. But Jerry asks how he'll move it and keep it plugged in to preserve that high score Kramer discovers that the last victim of the lopper looked a lot like Jerry there's a lot of people in New York that look like me
0: not as many now not as many now (laughs) that's such a good line (laughs) yeah
1: I know George works to find a solution to his frogger problem Kramer volunteers the help of a man he knows named Slippery Pete played by Peter Stormare Missing the four o'clock sugar rush she had become used to from all the celebrations, Elaine raids her boss Peterman's refrigerator where she finds a piece of cake found to be worth twenty nine thousand dollars. That's how much he paid for That's it. That's how
0: much he paid for it, yes. He was expecting it to be appraised at more than that. Exactly yes. What is an investment by the sounds of
1: it? I know. King Edward the wedding to Wallace Sim- Simpson Sampson. No Simpson, Simpson, Wallace Simpson. Oh, uh, Jerry wants to break up with Lissy then discovers she lives in the Riverside Park area so she, he takes her back to his place and they have sex and Lissy thinks that they've taken it to the other level and she wants to go on a holiday with him to Pennsylvania Dutch country with the Amish that's a
0: serious relationship breakup place a serious
1: relationship breakup place <laughs> Elaine tries to even out Peterman's slice of cake but gets swept up in the moment and finishes it off George and Kramer meet with Slippery Pete and truck driver Shlomo played by Reuven Bar-Yotam to coordinate the movement of the frog and machine Elaine later looks for a replacement for Peterman's cake Kramer suggests an interman's cake Jerry goes to Lizzie's apartment where he tries to break up with her. Jerry, after 10 hours, finally breaks up with her. He leaves and he sees a silhouette who appears to be the lopper, but it's actually Slippery Pete with a stolen battery, and he runs back in, forgiving Lizzie for what happened. George finds Slippery Pete the next day playing his a game on battery power until only about three minutes of power remain. The only available power source is across the busy street at the pharmacy. Kramer's run out of caution tape and convinced that he doesn't need any help George starts moving the machine across the busy street, moving through traffic like the frog from the video game. However, as George reaches the opposite sidewalk he's unable to lift the game onto the curb an incoming truck smashes the game cabinet and causes Jerry to quip game over <laughs> and in the credit scene Peterman shows elaine surveillance video of her eating the cake and then she says he basically says
0: i think what you're about to go through is punishment enough
1: do you understand what happens to butter based frosting who's been in a dingy smel- kept in a
0: poorly ventilated english ventilated basement english. for 60 years yeah.
1: <laughs> what um, you're going to go through is punishment enough
0: elaine i think about i think a uh, what you're going... Oh, I ah, it's fucked okay. it up. You got it. That's I okay. got it right the first time, so ah, that's fine.
1: It's fine. Other secondary characters include Wayne Wilderson as Elaine's co-worker, Walter. Mark Daniel Cade as the other Walter. The other Walter. <laughs> Jack S. Form as Mike. Melissa Denton as Kobe. Sam Shamshak as Mario, which is funny because he's actually credited as Sal.
0: Is he? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's Mario Salvatore. Oh, probably. I guess
1: we'll analyse that. Yeah. Uh, Drake Bell as Kenny and Melissa Denton as Kobe. Okay. Yeah. So what do you reckon? Uh, A bit of trivia?
0: Yep. And then we'll get into the secondaries. Oh, we'll have a
1: quick break, I reckon. Okay. We'll jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. According to the official Twin Galaxies World Rankings, did you know, Stephen, that George's Frogger High score of 860,630 would have, at the time, been the number one score in the world?
0: I did know that because I read that in the same trivia uh, <laughs> IMDb list that you did. That's
1: right. That's how I get it. As of 2015, that score would rank number three. And do you know Jason Alexander did his, did his own stunts for that frogger scene?
0: Yeah, I read mm-hmm. that too. The truck that uh, hits the Frogger machine, smashed it into uh, a bunch of pieces, yeah. and one of them hit his head, I think?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, a large shard of the game almost hit him in the head.
0: That's right. Yes.
1: Yeah. And the sound effects heard during George's moving of the machine are actual sounds from Frogger. That's right. And they were added to play in time with the movements.
0: That's right. Yeah. And the uh, episode before it was called The Frogger was going to be called The Cake Parties.
1: The Cake Parties, yes, but I think The Frogger's a bit better. Definitely. I think George's storyline is more... Yeah, it's, know, the it's the A storyline. It's the A storyline, yes. So it worked really well. Yep. Game Buyer Magazine, the successor to Ultra Game Players Magazine, cited this episode as one of the reasons that they re-reviewed Frogger and gave it a higher score than previously. There you go. There you go. And did you know, Stephen, many of the deleted scenes were of Kramer attracting a new long-distance girlfriend named Madeline?
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. But that storyline is explored in the next episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Season 9, episode 19, The Maid.
1: Yes, where he gets stuck on first and first. That's right. I'm at the nexus of the universe. (laughs) And George will again mention eating an ostrich burger in the following episode the maid yeah which is uh what we've done already
0: weird they're yeah. running out of ideas at the end of <laughs> season 19 they're like do you want to just make george mention the ostrich burger again yeah,
1: yeah, yeah i know just for well, some reason this was one of the last episodes yeah this was the third last one
0: uh, in the series. yeah the frogger the maid and then there was like a clip puerto show. rican day oh yes and then the, right. finale. And then the so finale. finale so this is the fourth, fourth last, last, last episode day. in terms of production yeah that's an right. airing yeah not including the, yeah, the unnecessary clip show so you're right i think they were kind of running out of ideas yeah they're like let just bring it along maybe, maybe one of the writing staff was just really into ostrich burgers and he thought <laughs> I'm going to see if I can sneak it into the script twice just to see if anyone notices <laughs> yeah. it just seems like a really odd thing to have George say twice mm-hmm. yeah anyway he's really keen on it why don't we take a break and then we will talk about some secondaries that sounds great we'll be right back from Mongolia to Melbourne you're on Bidwabask Bidwabask <laughs> <laughs> to this week's episode we are doing the frogger and we're going to get straight into the secondary characters let's start off with jerry's episode girlfriend and elaine's friend
1: lissy played by julia campbell known for appearing in the film *Romy and michelle's high school reunion as well as the tv shows dexter and justified i remember her because she was the one who was pregnant i think she's at the reunion and she meets with Romy and michelle she's the popular girl she's a popular girl she's who, their enemy yeah that's right and then they tell her that he, they invented Post-it notes, That's and she's right. like mocking them.
0: Yeah, and then I can't remember a character name, but uh, it's oh, what's her name? the The comedian. She's really dry and I kind of dark. Um, yeah. Anyway, she's like the, the the sort of goth at the high school. And she's quite. Oh, was that Janine Garofalo. That's the one. She's yeah. also in Seinfeld, too. She is. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, a couple of episodes. Yeah, and yeah. and they're like, we invented post-its, and she goes, No, you didn't. I'm like, uh, Yes, we did. And he goes, No, no, it was you know John Smith at 3M. He's an engineer. Like she knows for some reason the really specific history yeah. of post-its, and they're just like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, Oh, shit. just completely takes the wind out of their at their sales, <laughs> their fictitious sales, <laughs> their
1: Post-it note sales. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I actually mistook her for Shannon Doherty from Beverly Hills
0: 90210. Yeah, I thought it was, was her. I was yeah. like. She looks familiar. They kind of both got round faces. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so as I said before, Lissy is a friend of Elaine's. That's right. I think she went to college with her. Okay.
1: Yeah. I picked her as probably a friend that Elaine met. um, Because I've picked Lissy. uh, It's probably a weird hypothesis, but somehow I've picked her as a real estate agent. Oh, okay. I think because she interrupts people a lot. So, you know, you might go and look at a house, Mm. you know, and, and she's really experienced with, like, selling homes and all that stuff. You might say, oh, this looks... Oh, very spectacular. Uh, you know? Oh, this is the second bedroom. So you think she's like... She's like a good salesperson. Okay. And shes in, I'm guessing she's probably like in real estate or some kind of sales role. Okay. And she has the,
0: the knack of figuring out what people are going to say next. But most of the time she figures out the things that she figures out are wrong. Oh, but that's Jerry though. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so in her personal life, she's not good at it. But in her professional life, she's good at filling in those uncertain blanks of people like oh this house is and then she goes it's great you should okay
1: assuming and and also a lot of people as well they're not quite you know she understands like customers who don't understand stuff or she'll try and weed out the weaker ones or the ones the more vulnerable ones and she'll kind of finish their sentences okay you know to be like hmm this looks very interesting and then ah. the people will be like, "Oh, yeah, actually, it does okay." And she says it in a way that's convincing. Yeah, that's just the way I see it. If if we say that she's in that kind of field or a, like a commission based role, I don't know. I just think she has that knack of trying to like exploit people and trying to like finish their sentences. So in their mind, they're thinking, "Oh, yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking." Yeah. So she's she's so like reaffirming, or she's adding thoughts into people's minds, trying right. to try get sales. Whereas with Jerry, you know, Jerry's a totally different person. Yeah. It doesn't work with Jerry. Yeah. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's no, like Jerry, let's
1: meet at at eight o'clock. I was actually thinking this time. You know? Yeah,
0: no. Even though Jerry is very flaky when it comes to women, he's very self assured. He knows who he is. Yeah, that's right. So he's not the sort of person that can be convinced of how he feels about something. Mm. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting read. Yeah, that's I, the way I saw it. I had something yeah. slightly different, but there's no reason why they can't, I guess, coexist. Yeah. I was looking up a bit of, uh, I guess, psychology research, if you like. Um, about people who finish other people's sentences, whether it's indicative of a certain personality type or some sort of condition or something like that. And uh, a lot of the information points to people being emotionally intense. Okay. And yep. also linked to people with some form of ADHD or some, you know, something in that realm. Yeah. Um, and I thought the emotionally intense part was interesting because she is quite... She, you know, she's very keen on Jerry. And after they fuck once, <laughs> she's, she assumes they're in a relationship. Yeah, that's right. So she seems quite... <laughs> Desperate might not be the right word, but very clingy. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, after Jerry's first date, it's very obvious that he didn't really have a good time. That's right. And he goes, yeah. so I'll um, see you, and she goes, tomorrow at eight? So straight away, she assumes that Jerry's into her. Yeah. And I think that's reaffirmed or confirmed in her mind when Jerry sleeps with her. You yeah. Because a lot of people, yeah. you know, people sleep with each other on the first or second date, but I don't think most people think that well, now we're in a serious relationship. We're going to get married and have kids. Yeah. Yeah. People just think, oh, well, we slept together soon and that's okay. Like, I don't think a lot of people read into that too much. They just take it for what it is. But for her, that sends her a very strong message.
1: Yeah. Um, And also talking about Riverside Park, you know, how he finds out that she's at Riverside Park. Was him bringing her back to his place to keep her safe? Or due to the fact that Kramer said to him in a previous oh, scene that there's him. people that look like Jerry that are being murdered and beheaded, I think he's it, worried that if he shows his face, maybe the serial killer has an
0: affinity for people that look like Jerry. I think it's, it's more to save his head. Literally. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> not her head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he doesn't even really want to do anything. He doesn't even want to sleep with her. No, he no, says that's to right. Jerry, "I yeah. just wanted to make out with her for yeah, a bit." That's it. So I think he just, you know. I, I don't think he was being so thoughtless as to say, well, you know, you go home and I'll I'll just go my way. Like, he's obviously concerned with her safety enough to bring her along. Mm-hmm. But I think he thought of himself first.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because I thought, oh, it's so nice of him to consider her. But no. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's him. No. Only because Kramer put that seed in him. Yeah, You know, he <laughs> planted that seed in his brain saying, oh, there's people that look like you that are getting murdered. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, if
0: he was really concerned about them walking late at night to her neighborhood where the lopper is he could have just caught a cab. that's right and pulled up and just walked straight into her door and there's no chance of meeting the lopper so yeah yeah and i mean he's jerry he's selfish of course he, he is. cares about <laughs> other people less than himself <laughs> that's right that's what makes him jerry
1: yeah that's right yeah no she was uh, an interesting character um yeah I, I guess i don't really have anything else yeah about just, just, what just about
0: so, you? well just to sort of back up the yeah. idea that she's an emotionally intense person um, I mean, it's quite obvious. She it takes ten hours for them to break up. She's quite clingy. Yeah. She's very like. She's an intense person anyway. She's like very almost like psychotically bubbly. She's just so like yeah, like eh, <laughs> like. It's like she's. I don't know. She. I would. I would struggle to be with her. Yeah. Because you of how intense was. she would. You need she someone is, a bit more mellow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. I think she's been burned a lot by men. Probably, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg thing where her personality is, as a result of a bunch of failed relationships or men have left it because of her intense personality. I yeah. It's hard to tell which one came first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think both, both of our differing sort of theories about why she finishes people's sentences can coexist where you know she realizes it's a useful sales tactic for people yeah. who <laughs> might not be so strong-willed and also that... It might be reflective of an emotionally intense personality, which is demonstrated in her behaviour. So I think it all fits together nicely, really. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. of our theories, you know, lock in to form, you know, who she is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So I think maybe she's like a real estate agent or in some kind of commission based role. Yep. She's able to like manipulate people and yeah. finish sentences. And then yeah, she's got that as well. Yeah. What you said.
0: Yep. Yeah. One thing as well I just wanted to make note of before we sort of move on from uh Lissy is that uh, I mean, I know it was to set up the funny line of like, well, I'm sorry I'm not Brad. I'm me. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. But the fact and you that, see Jerry start laughing when he says it. Yeah. I think she might be a bit manipulative when it comes to breaking up with someone. Because if you're breaking up with someone now, your ex-relationship is of no relevance to the current situation. Like, don't bring up an ex it, it it seems like she brought up Brad, her ex, to compare to Jerry to, like, make him feel bad or to manipulate the situation in her favor. Or well, maybe it was just out of spite. Yeah. It was just an emotional
1: reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, I mean, you know, people say and do things in the heat of, of an argument that they don't really mean they wouldn't say ordinarily. Mm. But to me, that's just... That little mention of her ex might be indicative of how she tries to manipulate situations. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be pretty bothered if I was having a relation uh, an argument with my girlfriend and she brought up her ex-boyfriend. It's like... <laughs> That's that's not relevant. This is about us, not him. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I just thought that that was you know uh, an indication as to maybe who she is. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. She or part likes, of who she is. She just likes
1: rehashing old things. Yeah, and just yeah.
0: you know she's trying to make Jerry feel bad <laughs> to sort of win the argument if you like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh let's talk about slippery pete
1: yeah played by swedish actor peter stormare someone who i've seen in many films yeah and tv shows known for the films fargo constantine armageddon and the big lebowski uh he's also appeared in shows such as prison break the blacklist and swedish Dicks. nice i guess because he's swedish
0: i i reached out to peter about a week ago to see if we get an interview with him Really? For this episode, yeah, oh, I sent okay. I sent a message from my personal. Oh. Well, it's like a it was a web form. Yeah, okay. And I just habitually yeah. put in my personal email address, not our yeah, uh, yeah. Bidwabask email what address. What did he say? Well, I got a response from his agent or whoever runs the website <laughs> saying thank you for your interest, but uh, Peter's really busy with a new TV project. Sorry, that's, we won't be able to. That's typical for to us. do an interview. <laughs> yeah, so that's normal for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but the the website, funnily enough. I mean, he must do a lot of in Sweden, but the whole everything on the website was in Swedish. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so I had to like cut and paste the web form on, just to make sure I was putting in the right <laughs> details into Google Translate yeah. to make sure I was, you know, not putting my name where an email address was supposed to be or something.
1: I never knew his nationality was Swedish until we did the research. I mean, he's always played like Russian characters. Yeah, I think he, in another show he played like Chechenian characters. He's played Soviet. Like he's played. Uh, Western European, he's played different nationalities.
0: Unless you can discern different accents, yeah. I've got a feeling that if someone had a Ukrainian or a Russian or a Chechen accent, people would just go, ah, eh, it all sounds Russian. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's got a generically foreign enough accent to play anyone from, yeah. you know, the Balkans or, or, or. You know, Northern Asia or whatever. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, whatever. He's just a generic foreign guy.
1: Because at the moment, I'm watching American Gods. It's a show on Amazon. Yeah. And he plays a Serbian god.
0: There you go. And there you go.
1: Yeah. So he plays basically anything.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think to your general, you know, watcher of TV or just person who doesn't know enough about accents, a Serbian accent probably sounds very similar to a Chechnyan or a, yeah. maybe even a Swedish accent <laughs> yeah. or a Russian accent. People like so, us who
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it's for.
0: <laughs> well, I've been to those parts of the world enough to know to distinguish the accents and yeah, I like okay. accents, but, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people is just like, yeah, it could be Chechnyan or like Russian. for me, or, it's like, hey, yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's all, whatever. Yep.
1: And also, because I did mention before that I consider shlomo. The same character as well. Yeah. Uh, Shlomo was played by Israeli actor Reuven Bar Yotan. He was credited as Reuven Bar for the episode. Uh, he's appeared in You Don't Mess with the Zohan and the Antagonists. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, I really like both of these guys. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> They're too. hilarious. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Slippery Pete <laughs> is very much a stereotype. I find. Just, Can they at least steal the battery?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like just just
0: your, you know, t- to me he's. He's like Tabachnik. I, I think he's Russian.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's like Tabachnik. Tabachnik. Yeah. Well, <laughs> from, I've actually got in my notes shower, here that yeah.
0: they definitely know each other. <laughs> they probably, they and, do, okay. Yeah. And and Slippery Pete, Kramer met Slippery Pete through Tabachnik all the other way around. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fair there's cool. a connection there. Fair cool. Definitely. I mean, they're both sparkies. <laughs> they're both dodgy. They're both <laughs> Russian. They've <laughs> yeah. got to know each other. <laughs> They've got to know each other, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like a dodgy Russian, you know, former Soviet member now in the US... You know, I don't know what an outlet is, <laughs> yeah. club that holes, they go to. Holes. Yeah. Holes. Oh, the holes. Oh, the holes.
1: I love how the reason why they hate each other is because Kramer signed off on his mail order bride. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of implied <laughs> that he fucked her as oh, well. Of course. Because goes, he goes, that was my mail order bride. Who is <laughs> 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 probably Russian as well. Uh, he probably. maybe just wanted a bit of the motherland. Oh, uh, maybe.
1: And the rest, and the rest, um, yeah. No, really slippery. <laughs> well, hence the name, slippery dude. I think it's his slip back. Yeah, Slick probably back. his sleek hair. Yeah. Or he's just a sneaky guy. Yeah. I reckon he's a master thief. Yeah. You know, he when he's in Riverside Park and he's
0: seen with that stolen battery, mm. he would have broken into someone's car and just taken the battery. I don't reckon he's like some sort of master criminal or some some smart criminal. I reckon he's just like a, you know, smash and grab type of guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you reckon he's just broken into he's the car, too, grabbed? He's him, too like.
1: So, Slippery is, is more of an ironic name. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: it's just a bit of a sleaze bag, a bit slippery, a bit dodgy. Okay, yeah. You know, okay. and it's probably confirmed or, or reaffirmed by his uh, slick back hair.
1: I meant, like, I thought Slippery is in he just sneaks in, grabs stuff, and leaves. You okay, know
0: I, mean? I interpret Slippery as in, like, someone who's a bit dodgy. Yeah, like, okay. you know, who yeah. does Who does yeah. sort of, you know, who yeah yeah, I'll pay you back that money but then never does like you know just those like slippery dodgy characters that you meet through life yeah
1: and also Shlomo's very similar but I think Shlomo's
0: more like the good cop you know how Slippery Pete's like the bad cop Shlomo reminds me of like (laughs) uh he's pinky and Slippery Pete is the brain. Oh yeah. Like he's sort of the dumb offsider who just goes along with whatever Slippery Pete says. He was moving like a frog. Yeah. He looks like a frog. You look like a frog. You look like a frog. Yeah, he doesn't defend himself. Like yeah. I think he's the subservient offsider. I think so, yeah. He's just definitely goes along the second with, fiddle in the in the team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me as well of uh you know, in, I think it's old Warner Brothers cartoons where there's like a gangster mouse or like a gangster cat or something, and then there's like oh no, it's like a little dog and he's yeah. like a little like cliche nineteen thirties gangster and then the um the muscles yeah not the muscles the 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 like the muscle gangster is like a big dumb dopey yeah, dog yeah yeah and duh. it's like, uh, hey, boss. Like, yeah, oh, I can't remember what those yeah, characters yeah. are called <laughs> or like even what cartoon they're from, but it, <laughs> yeah. the dynamic kind of reminded <laughs> kinda me of dynamic. that. The dynamic, yes. Because yes, yes, yes. Shlomo's kind of a bit stockier, so he's kind of the, you know, the muscle. Yeah, of course. The, the brawn. Whereas <laughs> Slippery Pete, even though he's not super intelligent, is the brains. <laughs> he's the brains. Yeah, they kind of it the kinda reminded me of that. Pinky kind of in the dynamic, brain. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, let's get that Frog Rock kid. Yeah. Boss.
0: Yeah, boss. Yeah, boss. Uh.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, Shlomo is clearly a Slippery Pete's offsider yeah. and the subservient one in the in the duo yeah um yeah and and obviously they have no idea like i think they're just very opportunistic they're just up for anything yeah removing a frog or arcade cabinet with the power on yeah i could do that yeah and they think that they're gonna steal it yeah and do you notice how slow-mo asks how much jail time they could get for it yeah you know before they figure out that they they're just going to get it's a it. legit thing. Yeah. It's a legit thing. Do you reckon they've gone to jail? Yeah, yeah. I reckon I, they've been nabbed a few times, maybe in their mother country. Yeah, I was going to say. US. I reckon. Yeah.
0: I reckon he spent a bit of time in the gulag in yeah. Siberia. Probably. Yeah, they probably stole a lot of shit just for petty, petty, yeah. petty crimes. If he's a criminal, um, and we're kind of suggesting he is, he'd be a low grade a criminal. petty petty criminal. Petty criminal. You know, yeah. he'd he'd probably just sell. You know, I could imagine him like. Uh, you know, getting like a a shipping container full of like knockoff designer gear and selling them at the market—it's just like yeah. low-level kind of semi-victimless crimes. That's right. I don't think he's a violent criminal or anything uh, like that. No. Why would they waste their time moving a
1: frog a cabinet? No. You know what I mean, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, the only other thing that I had is that he looks like he smells really bad. Who, Shlomo or Slippery? Well, let's just say both of, them. <laughs> both of them. I reckon most of them, I reckon both of them probably don't have many showers. Why do you say that? I don't know. They just. You know how some people just look like they'd stink? <laughs> you just look at them and you go, they probably smell. They probably got BO. Okay. I reckon he's one of them. Cool. Yeah.
1: And they have a smelly car.
0: <laughs> yeah. They could. They could.
1: <laughs> it's BBO. <laughs>
0: yep. One thing actually as well, one other thing is, do you think he either comes from poverty or is maybe poor because of his unsuccessful criminal life the fact that he stands over george and he really demands that quarterback it's like it's just a quarter you know what i mean like or is that just trying to is that just trying to show him like being a tough guy
1: i think it's a joke i think it's more like showing that he's a tough guy and usually it would be like you better give me my 10 grand or something right where it's like you better give me my quarter okay or maybe he is poor maybe he came to this uh, to america and then he was he had like a legit job he was trying to you know, not do his old, He'll go back to his old tricks back in the mother country. And then he thought, oh, stuff, and I'm just going to go back to it. He
0: just fell back into what he, he fell knew. back
1: into it, and then he had to start from the bottom. Yeah. And maybe he was already at the bottom when he met George. Because, mm. you know, Kramer sometimes knows the dodgiest people. Yeah. So, they're just anyone. They're just desperate for anything. Yeah. You I mean,
0: know? Kramer knows the low lives and the, the petty scumbags. Yeah, that's right. Not the serious intellectual scumbags. But who. at least
1: Kramer doesn't like him.
0: No. No, no. He... Yeah, they have a complex relationship. And they do. They do. <laughs> they do. Was, I think they were good friends before the mail-order bride. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think Slippery Pete doesn't hate Kramer entirely because he knows he would have done the same thing if it was Kramer's mail-order bride. Oh, must have, been, so a he good, must he, have even been a good bride. Even, yeah, even though, even, though, <laughs> even though he hates the fact that he stole his mail-order bride he respects Kramer for doing it because he would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah. He sees himself in Kramer in that regard. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but really he wanted to see himself in the mail order bride. Of course. Oh, no. Uh, All right. Moving on. Inserting his quarters
1: (laughs) (laughs) into the cabinet. Oh, Oh no. (laughs) no. Inserting his quarters. Anyway, Mario.
0: (laughs) That's right. The owner of Mario's Pizza, the much-loved pizza shop from Jerry and George's Youth. The one that's going under. That's right.
1: Played by Sam Shamshack. He was known for Bullworth, Zero Tolerance, and Dream. He also appeared in a couple of episodes of Different Strokes, and he passed away in 2017 in West Hollywood, California.
0: Nice. Mm. I reckon he's been in that pizza shop since he was probably a teenager. Yeah. You know, it could have been a family pizza shop. Or maybe he was a delivery driver or something or a rider or whatever.
1: I reckon it was his business. Yep. And I reckon as well it was very prosperous in Mm. the area. I have Something tells me that he used to be like
0: the go-to place in the neighborhood. Everyone used to go there. Well, the fact that Jerry and and George remember the pizza shop, you know, 10 plus years later, Mm. obviously he makes good pizza. Yeah, of course. But his rude demeanor just drives everyone away. They're like, this good pizza is not worth being insulted every time. Do you think that would be the reason why
1: he was going under? Yeah. His demeanor, his attitude, or maybe the quality was going down. No, I reckon food. it was his attitude. It His attitude, yeah. Yep.
0: I mean, if you look at his menu, uh, it, I think it was just two or three different pizza types and then like two or three different soda types and that was it. Yeah. So, the fact that he had such a simple menu makes it harder for him to fuck it up and and diminish the quality over time. I mean, yeah. he's cooking the same thing for 40 years. If anything, it's going to get better. Uh, it should, you know what yeah, I mean? Like he's not, so, he's not changing yeah. his men- menu seasonally. There's no risk. He's like, I've been cooking the same pizza the same way for 50 years. Yeah. That's not really going to go downhill. <laughs> you know, even if he stops caring, it's so easy for him to uh-huh. make the same pizza yeah. for however many years. Um. No, I reckon it was just his rude demeanor <laughs> that drove people <laughs> away eventually. Uh-huh. And then when his business started dropping off significantly and he realized he had to close, I reckon that was just the final nail in the coffin and he just yeah. he retired just
1: and lived out the rest of his days. Yeah. Hanging out. I do love
0: his line, is like, here's your pizza pea brands. <laughs> brands. I think I remember why I stopped coming what? here, and George <laughs> is like Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but at least the frog machine was still there. Yeah. which is good. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Okay, fair enough. So he's just like a shitty old bastard. Yeah. yeah.
0: He just got grumpier as men do as yeah. they age and yeah. You know that turned people were willing to forgive his grumpy demeanor because his pizza was good. But I reckon it just got to a point where people were like, you know what? There's there's other good pizza places where I'm not treated like (laughs) a. (laughs) <laughs> treated like shit so I'm just gonna go there and be treated nicely Yeah. so fuck you Mario
1: fuck you Mario <laughs> fuck you Mario a once prosperous pizza joint in the area yep now turned to dust yeah yep. it was his
0: own fault yeah, it was Okay. I, am it was his own doing. Mario. I okay. love Mario uh, yeah. but, um, I, have yeah. Yeah, no I knew you him. love him I yeah. know you like
1: curmudgeon old dudes yeah, grump-
0: yeah. grumpy old blokes of course uh, I have some notes on Urban Lubeck
1: oh Lubeck yeah who was he played by I didn't get his uh, I didn't get his credits either okay fair yeah.
0: enough he according to Peterman is the world's foremost appraiser of Pastries. There you go. Uh, he's obviously English. Of course. Erwin. Erwin. Erwin Lubeck. But Lubeck's a German word.
1: Uh, maybe he's of German descent.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. There is a bit of a German mingling in the British royal family. Mm, so there was, you know, yes. He seems like he would be descended or at least tangentially related to royalty or the upper crust oh, of England. Oh, okay, yeah. You know so you I mean?
1: reckon he's part of the royal family? Not part of, but maybe an yeah. eighth cousin of can, Princess can, Di or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah,
0: some very distant relation. But yeah. can you imagine some working class bloke becoming a... You know, or person just becoming a, an appraiser of pastries. I don't think so. It seems like a bit of a, a bit of stretch, bit of a <laughs> like a, a ninny. <laughs> you know, it'd be like something Fraser would do, you know. Oh, yeah. Or Fraser would be, you know what I mean, like just
1: like That would be like a spin-off. Or maybe if Niles had his own spin-off show, he would yeah. become a pastry
0: appraiser. Yeah. That's his dream. He's a psychiatrist, but when he retires, he wants to become a part-time pastry appraiser. That's right. You know, it's a it's a it's a ninny, it's a ninny bloke. <laughs> a ninny bloke. Job. Yeah,
1: he's a, it's a bit of a wank. And yeah. I, lo- I love how he gets his little exactly. magnifying glass out and he has, studies it. Yeah. 219. Two hundred nineteen thousand. Oh, dollars. Lubeck, you have made me a profit of a hundred and ninety thousand dollars. No,
0: two dollars nineteen. This is an Edmonds. Yeah. Do they have it? a
1: castle in Windsor?
0: No, they have a a cabinet at the end of the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I
1: love how Peterman's dreams get get just get crushed yeah. after that sentence, and then Elaine's like.
0: Get well, well get, get well soon. And just Peterman's look of just like, what have I done? I've what just you- wasted twenty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I really have about him. He's only in one scene. Yeah, but I didn't enough. mind him. I thought he was funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was fine for the scene. Yeah. Yep. Anyone else?
0: Uh, no, that's it.
1: My God, it's going to be another short episode. Yeah. Goodness gracious, why not? Uh, let's take one more break and we're going to find out if any of the secondary characters we have spoken about are in our top 20 of all time. And where the Frogger sits in our greatest episodes of all time. We'll be right back. Get well, get well soon, we want you to get well. Get well, get well soon, we want you to get well. Welcome back to our 97th episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And today we spoke about episode... Season 9s, rather, The Frogger. What episode was it again? Episode 18. 18. Jeez, I keep forgetting. My goodness. Yes, we did speak about The Frogger and its secondary characters. Now, Stephen, as we do every week, we do rank every episode of Seinfeld that we review. So out of the 79 we've done so far, where does The Frogger sit? Is it a high score or is it game over?
0: Uh, It's in the lower half. Okay. It's at 53.
1: Okay, 53.
0: Yeah, we were discussing before we recorded that the episode wasn't as good as we remembered it. The Frogger is always considered a classic. You know, like when you talk to your casual Seinfeld fan, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like the marine biologist and the opposite and the Frogger and the, op- and the, um, the Bizarro Jerry. Like it seems to be grouped in amongst those episodes that people are, you know, memorable of. Yeah. But I think it's only because of the name. Again, we were talking before we started recording. I think because Frogger was and still is a popular game like Pac Man or, yeah. or Pong, you know, it's such a it's timeless. generational. Generation-defining game. Mm. Uh, I think the fact that it's just called the Frogger makes people remember it because they're like, oh yeah, they can associate it with the game. Yep. Whereas, say the Maid, it's like that's just a maid. That's like, right. There's nothing. There's no association. Yeah. So I think that's what makes it a bit more popular. And there are some really good scenes in it, like oh, the, especially
1: the, George crossing the road with the machine. The whole storyline with is George incredible. is great because yeah, we met yeah,
0: Shlomo yeah. And, and Slippery Pete. That's right. And I didn't mind Kramer's like tape you know when he tapes oh, the yeah. egg off and stuff that's i know, dropped that's, an egg yeah <laughs> like there was just enough for that to be funny if it was any more it would have been pretty dumb fair enough and yeah jerry and lissy's seen uh storylines and scenes were like yeah i would have to
1: agree with you there yeah for me i think it just edges the cartoon as the best season nine episode we've done so far okay but the best for season nine is number 25 okay so the, i think the george plot and the kramer plot were great really funny and yeah Slippery Pete and Shlomo were really good the one that really brought it down a few pegs I reckon was Jerry's plot Yep, I think if that was a really good arc I reckon it'd probably be top 20 in this episode but it's gone down well still 25 still really good and it's the my favourite season nine episode so far okay I think overall I know it's very season nine-ish but I also liked Elaine's storyline as well yeah I thought it was really hilarious yeah Um yeah and it's just you know eating the cake and she's trying to be all regal I know it's wacky and crazy but some you know season nine is underrated and I, I found the Frogger to be mostly enjoyable yep it's just like I said that Jerry subplot just kind of killed it yeah I reckon that really brought down it down. A bunch. yeah it sure did yeah anyway enough. that was me <laughs> any of the <laughs>
0: secondary characters appear in your top 10 or 20
1: no but where does Slippery Pete rank in your 20
0: oh uh, they rank at number 13 I thought
1: so yeah oh, so together slow-mo and Slippery yeah. Pete yeah
0: I, I mean two. I I just included Slippery Pete but oh, okay when you made the point that we should treat them as one character I agree so I'll bunch them together cool
1: yeah. awesome yeah I figured because they're essentially one character yeah,
0: yeah. yep cool Um, and you know what just I didn't even think of it. I'm going to throw Mario in there. He comes in at number 20.
1: (laughs) Mario. Yeah, he's not as good
0: as Joe the Fruiterer. No, he'll never top him. No, Joe Never. the Fruiter is the original, the OG, grumpy old shopkeeper. That's right. Uh, you know, old school New Yorker You're guy. Ban, banned. Banned from the store. Yeah, <laughs> banned. Banned from the store. Ban, banned. banned from the store. <laughs> um, but he's too, he's too much like my other favourite characters to not deserve a place, at least in the top 20.
1: Of course. I'm going to read out my top 10 because it's been a while. Yeah. So my top 10 are secondary characters of all time so far. Uh, and number 10 from the Cadillac, Nick the Cable Guy. Number 9 is Mary Cantardi. Still in my top 10 since the baby shower, which we did. Two years ago. Crazy. At number eight, Aaron the Close Talker from our What's the Deal with the Talkers episode. Number seven is Newman. Number six is Bookman. Five is Susan. Four, the soup Nazi. Three
0: is Hello, Uncle Leo. Two is Frank Costanza. One, George Steinbrenner. Nice. Yeah. I won't read out my top ten, but uh, if you want to see. My top 10 characters and episodes and also uh, Ivan's top 10 episodes just go to the link in the show notes.
1: Thank you for listening for another week. It has been really fun. If you want to listen to us, we're pretty much everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all those ones. Or you can search Seinfeld on your podcast app. And you'll find us there. You can also search for us on com B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C to listen to this episode and previous ones as well. Be sure to subscribe and uh so you never miss an episode. And Stephen, what's our email address, mate?
0: Uh B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C podcast, bibblebass podcast at gmail.com. And we're on all forms of social media if you want to say hello on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And we are on
1: Patreon if you want early access to Bidwa Basque episodes, as well as other perks such as Patreon-only episodes of Seinfeld-related content. Uh, Sign up for $2 a month or more, and uh, you get all that stuff. Patreon.com forward slash Bidwa Basque. Awesome. Next week, we are off to Season 3. We're going to the cafe. Nice. Babu Butts debut on the show. True. Yes. the one where Jerry comes in. Suggests he makes Pakistani food and fucks him up.
0: Fucks him up. Fucks yeah. his life I up. I think the World Cafe would have been more successful. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> crazy. We'll, we'll dive into that next week. Until then, thanks again for listening. Yep. And uh, I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye. Primer, listen to me. I'm never gonna have a child. If I lose this Frogger high score, that's it for me.